Hey friends, Isaac Reigns here, bringing to you episode number one. We're joined today by Joel Moutre, where we discuss the various topics that the church doesn't want to touch, such as pornography, masturbation, and lust. And we're going to figure out why is that. Today, we're going to start the conversation. Welcome to the Victory Talk Podcast, where we share stories that inspire and practical tips to help you gain the victory over sexual temptation. Hey, bro. Welcome to the Victory Talk podcast. Glad to have you here. I'm excited to be on. Awesome, man. Well, why don't we just start with a simple introduction. Um, just a couple questions. Who are you? Where are you from? What, and what do you do now? My name is Joel Moutre, and I am the host of the Empower Good podcast, as well as the uh, founder of the Empower Good organization, um, where we seek to uh, empower, no pun intended, <laughs> where we seek to inspire and educate people. Uh, to use their talents for good through communicating on digital media platforms. So that's what Sweet. we're all about. And uh, nice. we have, uh, a, you know, the regular podcast and as well as I'm doing some contract podcast work for other organizations as well, as well as actually working with you on yours. So uh, this is cool to be on the show and that we're kind of working on together. So, you know, it's your, sh- it's your show, uh, but it's just fun to be able to see you uh, do this and see you uh, get the message out. Sweet. Sweet. Awesome. Awesome. And I'll put your, I'll mention your your handle again and website and all of that good stuff later well, on. I'm just gonna so. be, I'm just gonna be a good salesman and I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna put my plug in right now. Uh, follow us it. on Instagram at empower underscore good. Let me do at that one more empower time. Empower underscore good. Hold on one second. Yeah. There was a ding. You're gonna have to edit this out. Let me just turn on airplane mode. I forgot to put my computer on silent. There we go. Somebody texted me. You're good. Okay. There you go. I'm just going to do my plug uh, because I'm a salesman here uh, at empower underscore good on Instagram and empowergood.org. Check us out. Sweet, sweet. Yes, please be sure to check this guy out. Awesome stuff. Let's jump right in. Um, Today, we're just going to talk about um, the bigger picture, how it's more than just pornography, right? Yep. So let's just jump right in. First question, do you believe that uh, pornography, masturbation, lust, um, et cetera, all these different sexual issues are major issues facing Christian young people. Yes, I do feel like it is. Um, the stats are really, really high, and I'm sure other people have talked about this as well, and I don't have any specific stats. I just know that every young person that I've talked to, uh, obviously I talk to mostly guys about this, um, but I know that I've talked to plenty of females as well. Um, well, actually, without even talking to them, you just look at society. I mean, I remember hearing stories about movies when my dad grew up, you know, when a husband and wife were married, they would sleep in separate beds on movies. Now, um, yeah, you that's have, true. Have straight up nudity, pornography. You know, I mean, they wouldn't look yeah. at pornography. It's just nudity in movies, uh, um, you know, billboards, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's just rampant. I mean, no, you have to be an idiot to not recognize that uh, nudity and sexuality and also vulgarness in uh, movies. Actually, I was just, I was like either watching a movie or 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of years ago during Christmas, there's this one movie where the guy shoots himself in the eye with a BB gun or something like that. I can't remember the name of the movie. What in the but world? like, it was just like something. No, no, some, no, no. He didn't shoot himself in the eye, but he shot oh, his okay. BB gun. Anyways, <laughs> and it was it's a Christmas classic. And now this is like uh-huh. four or five years ago. And I remember like kind of watching it and I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to watch this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I was like, oh my goodness, I watched this as a, as a kid. But there was so many sexual innuendos. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Mm, like mm. we watched, I watched this as a kid. I didn't catch it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. But like as an adult, like I was, the TV was there, and I was like, "Oh, I haven't watched this movie in years." Like so, I was just kind of looking at it. And it was like this typical Christmas, you know, uh, classic, you know, playing on TV during Christmas time. And I was like, "Oh Lord!" <laughs> like it was bad. And I was just right. like, as an adult, I caught up on all those things, and I was like, "Man, these guys are messed up. This is a kid movie." Uh-huh. And um, and so and yep. it's just everywhere. And so I mean. That's the one thing. And then number two, I mean, if you talk to any person and they're honest, I'd probably say like in way 90, 90s percent, like 95, 96, 97, 99 people have either been exposed to it at a young age. If you talk to males um, yeah. and uh, probably a huge percentage, like 60, 70, 80 percent of them have actually struggled thoroughly or are currently struggling with an addiction to uh, giving mm-hmm. into lust. And that is no different than the church. And then, of course, females, they're up to like one, one third. And by the way, these are reported, you know, yeah, yeah true. You know? not, not to mention the people who are that aren't, that are just going to lie on the surveys or aren't going to. Or don't take, don't take the survey yeah. at all. Yep. Uh-huh. No, yeah. It's crazy because we just live in such a sin saturated world, just a overtly sexualized society today. That is really hard for us as Christians to not be exposed. And that brings us to our next question. How um, do Young people, kids, how, how, do, how do they get exposed to these types of things? What are, how does it happen? Well, I'll just share how I was exposed to it. I remember, um, you know, I didn't realize it at the time, but I remember, you know, by the way, um, there's some good Christian authors that talk about the importance of parental supervision. And uh-huh. when I'm a yes. parent, I used to be, or actually when I was a kid, I'd be hating on my parents because they wouldn't let me sleep over at my friend's house without yep, you know, you. making yep. sure that their parents were legit or whatever. You uh-huh. Know? Uh-huh. I was like, what the heck is wrong with you, you know? But uh, I remember thinking about it and uh, looking back now, I'm like, thank God my parents were as, you know, because I mean, even there was a friend that stayed over at my house. So like my parents had supervision over us, right? So my parents had, and I remember him like showing me, even this is before you could even legitimately masturbate, but like he, he showed me like, hey, try this out. You know, that's cool. Right. Or uh-huh. I was at my uh-huh. friend's house during Very the day. Sweet. It wasn't even a sleepover. Right. And that happened before the age where it could actually work. Right, but but I remember I remember I remember uh, then a friend of mine uh, staying at my I'm sorry sorry I was at my friend's house during the day, and he was like hey check this like secret video he actually showed me back on Windows computers you could actually hide a file or something like that it could be like yeah there was a certain thing or whatever and it was a normal function of and he showed me how to do that and then he showed me how he pulled out the thing and that was the first time me ever watching pornography and uh, and it didn't hit me right around there but. You know, it actually didn't even, it wasn't even a real problem until about high school, high school yeah. age, but more so right after high school. Wow. So they get, you know, it's really being exposed at really, really young ages, just without parents even really knowing. You, you know, know, I actually wrote a, I wrote a research paper. I need to, I need to revisit this. Um, I, I wrote a research paper for college, uh, like a couple oh, really? years ago on, I call it the porn paradigm. And actually I need to share that with you so you can read it. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah, no, would love um, to. And uh, fascinating, fascinating. I had to research books. And I mean, the, the average age is like six or eight or something like that when they're exposed. Snaps. Um, you know, Mercy. I mean, you, 
And also, I mean, it has the problem with the parents, you know, some parents, mostly in the secular world, but maybe in the Christian world too. I mean, you know, back in the day, now, now more so, you know, pornography is on the internet. Yeah. Um, but back in the day, I mean, you know, just hear stories of like kids coming across their dad's Playboy magazines. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, in eighth grade, I remember um, I was staying at my aunt's house because we we're doing some construction. And uh, I remember when my dad was doing construction, I was doing homework or whatever. I would like take breaks and I would like look at her magazine. It was like pe- the equivalent of the Norwegian People magazine. Oh, okay. And <laughs> there was like just pictures of celebrities and all that kind of stuff. And some of them were like scantily clad. I remember I didn't know what lust was back then. Yeah, but yeah, I remember yeah. looking at him and like, wow, that, like that's intriguing. Like, look at that, you know, cleavage or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't know what it was. And I just discovered like, what's this weird feeling coming within me? Like, I'm, you know, mm. what is this, you know? Mm. And I was in eighth grade, but I mean, I remember having the, that experience way before. And it wasn't until after high school when it really took off. Yeah, no, that's, that's crazy stuff there. That, that leads perfectly into the next question. Why do you think... You know, because you didn't really even know what it was, what lust and masturbation, all you didn't really even, you didn't have a word for that. You just knew like, wow, this is like crazy. These feelings are, you know, like, what is this? You know, why are these things such strong issues? Why do they have such a pull on not just young people, people in general? Well, again, I don't know all the science behind it. I just know yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, I mean, I've heard the science and stuff like that. But um, what, you know, why does it have such a pull? Because it's, it's, it's a, we were created we were wired to be attracted to the opposite sex. Yeah. Um, Amen. You know, um, uh, 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 not lust, but a, 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 a more uh, tamed down version of that is infatuation. Like the reason uh-huh. you know, you're, you're, you like a girl, every time you see them, your heart starts fluttering. You, know, you, touch, you <laughs> yep. accidentally yep. Or touch their hand, you know, or whatever. And you just uh-huh. get like, Ooh, you know, like, yeah, you know, uh-huh. Uh, and you're infatuated and many times people make stupid decisions when they're infatuated they're like oh no there ain't nothing wrong with them and then like like uh honey um he drinks and he is verbal verbally abusive and like i don't see nothing wrong with him like mercy th- that like that following infatuation is a bad thing um but infatuation in itself those natural chemical reactions that god has created in us to to bond two people together is not that's why it's important to receive counseling to, to when i say counseling not like emotional counseling but like yeah get advice to to double check that those feelings are being followed without you know being blind you know and so so the same thing with when it comes to lust like god intended that we would be infatuated and that we would have like this attraction to literally you know when you're married get it in right yep amen (laughs) because because he knows that god knew that we needed something to kind of stick us together glued like a magnet so that later on once so that would actually help us get to know each other Uh and of course this is in a marriage relationship uh, to get to know each other because two people working together it's so hard for two people to get along naturally that it takes time and so god gave us that infatuation that 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 uh that natural hormonal chemical reaction that just literally like a magnet brings us together so that we would stick together for a, a while so that by the time that kind of fades away and they talk about the honeymoon period right yep by that time we've known each other for a long time and we can actually make decisions and you know we, it gives us a chance of getting if we didn't have that people would be like forget about you like at the first <laughs> Like if there's no actual attraction, you know, God wanted us to be together and he wanted marriage and he wanted happiness. Yep. Uh, but God gave us that, you know, and even that's how you can respark quote your first love uh, is by doing things that you'd normally do when you first start off. And this replies to our relationship with God as well. 
Amen. you know, uh, going on dates, little notes Beautiful. and little, you know, little things like that. And so, I mean, this is like a, a, a more of a spiritualized answer. Why is it so addictive? The, those things, infatuation when it comes to dating, like that fluttery feeling and like, oh, I can't stop thinking about her or him or whatever. It's not bad. Um, being attracted to someone sexually and then giving into that sexual uh, urge in marriage is not bad. Um, yeah. It's when it's without the boundaries um, of, marriage. of marriage and, and, and not held. Like, for example, there's nothing wrong with kissing before marriage, but kissing was created to lead to the... To, to home base as it were, <laughs> you know, like it's yep. a train that's once you start that, there's nothing wrong with holding hands before marriage. It's just that those things were created to show affection and to get the, the locomotive started. And once the yep. locomotive gets going, it's very hard to stay away from that. And so what's crazy about pornography and, or not everyone, by the way, struggles with pornography. It could just be uh, lustful thinking. Um, yeah, it could just, true. some people just struggle that's with masturbation. Really so it's not, yep. Like me, I wasn't actually as addicted to um, pornography. For me, it was more just, uh, you know, chatting online, et cetera. So there's different ways, um, you know, of, of being addicted. But the main reason is it's outside of the original design that God had. And then number two, what it is, it's, it's sexual pleasure without commitment. Ooh. And it's sexual pleasure without commitment. And so when you participate in it, and, and not only without commitment, but it's not natural. It's overstimuli because, and that's the problem with internet pornography as well, is that normally, you know, in a, in a marriage relationship, you get sexually stimulated by seeing your other partner naked or, or then, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. participating in sexual activity with that in mind, but you have a connection, but then you're with them, then you're hanging out. But with pornography, these are people you never met and you, you, you objectify yep. the, other, the other party, um, then you're lonely by yourself. And it's almost like self-worship almost because you're, yeah, you know, God created sexual activities to be between a man and a husband. And by the way, if you think about it, humans are the only ones that have sexual intercourse facing each other. Oh, that's interesting. All animals, animals and other things, they do it in different directions. Interesting. And so if you think about it, it's supposed to be a one-on-one, -on -one, it's supposed to be a picture of your relationship with God, a face-to-face, -face, like the Bible says that Adam knew his wife Eve and they begat Cain. In the same way, we are supposed to know God. It's supposed to be an intimate face-to-face -face connection. Wow, such a beautiful picture. And so, so when we participate in, they, you know, that, another word for masturbation is self-abuse. No, not self-abuse, yeah, but yeah. self. Uh, you know, it's, it's self-worship. You're like pleasing yourself. And yeah, yeah. this is, again, this is more on the spiritual side, but it's, it's really Still, true. And, and I don't think anybody listening to this needs to know that, that this is bad necessarily. I think everyone, we naturally feel guilty about this. Yeah. It wasn't the way God created it. It's, it's self-worship, self-pleasure. And there's so many like chemical problems with that too, by the way, like even secular people that are not Christians, they know that there's this whole no fap movement uh, on Reddit and other things like people going, oh, yeah, without, yeah. Mas going without masturbation uh -huh. for a long, long time. Yeah. It's because it's actually, statistically clinically proven to to literally desensitize the the uh the mind so that you literally erectile dysfunction ed like guys yep. in their 20s yep. and 30s cannot get it up because they've been overstimulated and nothing gets them excited anymore so anyways Mercy. that's a that's a well, long that's, answer but that's it's all over stuff it's yeah. so so dangerous and not only on the physical tangible i know physical tangible physical like you know body wise and mentally and hormonally 
but at the same time, spiritually, it's a counterfeit. Wow. No, that's powerful. So thank you so much. A lot of amazing things in there that were shared. We could talk about all those things a lot, lot more. Um, I guess the, the last question I have for you, because I like all of this to be insanely practical, as practical as possible, you know, because we can hear a lot of awesome, um, you know, spirit, we can hear a lot of truths and, and theor- we can do a lot of theorizing and, and share Bible verses and stuff. But if it's not applied to our lives, it doesn't do anything. Like what makes the gospel so powerful is it changes your life, you know? So what, what, are, what would you say from your personal experience? What are some practical tips for victory in these areas? Whether it could be masturbation, it could be pornography, it could be very specific towards those areas. It could be sexual purity in general. Some practical tips for victory. You know, before I go there, I'm just going to share um, quickly yeah, go my, go uh, a little thing. And then I'm going to talk about the practical thing I actually learned here uh, this morning in my devotions. Um, oh, please, really cool. please. But I just want to praise God because I know that victory is possible. Amen. And it's really, really cool to know that victory is possible. But of course, it's a daily struggle. Yes. Um, you know, you know, when, 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 uh, you know, scantily clad women or something pops up on my Instagram feed or whatever uh, come across my way, and even not even that, just, just you know, the devil plots seeds in my mind, and yep. uh, I have to pray and I have to text them. But here's a practical thing have a text group, you know, tell, tell, have a couple buddies that are in on it and just text them. It's like, Hey, pray for me. Uh, that helps so much. Um, but I wanted to, I wanted to comment on something that I think that I was thinking about in preparation for this interview. Yes, and please. that is that actually pornography is not the problem. Um, for so many years, for so many years when I was struggling and getting back up and struggling and getting back up and actually, you know, having accountability, actually, I'm just going to throw some practical things in here as I'm explaining this. Uh, you know, seeking accountability, um, praying, memorizing scripture, um, talking to friends that are trustworthy and are, have the same goals as you, et cetera. All those things, as I was in that journey, um, I was like, oh, I got to quit pornography. I got to quit pornography. I got to quit pornography. I gotta, you know, I got to, or rather I got to quit uh, thinking about these things or I got to quit giving into my lusts and, you know, whatever, right? That was, you know, after gaining the victory, and by the way, I'm still not safe. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm never going to fall again. I still need Jesus daily. Without Jesus, I'm the worst wretch of society, mm, you know? Mm. Um, but looking back after having not given in for very long time. Praise God. Praise God is right. And I, I'm literally tripping that I'm actually able to say that. Amen. Um, Amen. Right? Beautiful. Like, like literally looking back. I'm still addicted now, not to pornography, but to something else. And that is media consumption. Let me explain something. When I was addicted back in the day, the sequence went like this. I would be bored. I would be sad. I would be discouraged. I would be tired. Sometimes after doing a lot of missionary work, because I was tired. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. The times when I would screw up in the past was when I was in one of those states. I was discouraged, sad, lonely, any of those things right there. I would go on Facebook or YouTube. And by the way, that's why I got rid of Facebook and YouTube. I took action to get rid of the things that fed the temptation. Amen. Right. Powerful. Yep. And I would just zone out on like, you know, I don't know, CrossFit videos or like, you know, extreme sports or like some comedy. And then it would go from comedy to like funny videos and then for funny videos and you know how the whole suggest next video thing yep right? on youtube yep. Anyway, mercy 
greatest my problem, curse. My problem, I wasn't addicted to pornography. I wasn't addicted to lust, even though it was a huge problem and I was addicted to it. I was addicted to not facing my problems. Mm. But I didn't, re- I didn't realize it at the time. A deeper issue. Yeah, I did not realize it at the time. Once I overcame the end problem, which was the, it all concluded in giving in to sexual temptation. But once I overcame that, I would still find myself when I was discouraged. I was down. I was lonely. I was tired. I would uh-huh. still be zoning out. You know, even last year, I binged watched a whole season <laughs> on, like, this is last year, guys. Yeah. I binge watched a whole season on uh, Amazon Prime, whatever, about something in, back in London back in the day or whatever, some dumb show, like literally 12 hours of TV. This is in 2017. This is yep. Joel Moutre. And for those listening who know me, that's exactly right. 12 hours. And then I did it again a couple of weeks later. It was like 10 hours, but I quit because I, I wasn't going to be able to finish. This season was like too many episodes, so I couldn't finish it. I don't even need to go to bed so I can go to work, right? Um, but if you think about it, that was the same problem. It, and this time, it was just dumb TV, right? Yeah. And, and, and even, and even, even in, the, in the recent past, like, just zoning out, watching dumb video. That was exactly the same thing that I was doing back in the day, but it led to sexual temptation, right? Wow. So I had to get rid of my Facebook and my Instagram and stuff back in the day. So I want to propose something right here that, that really pornography is not the problem. It's that we don't, we, 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 like we're, we're built in with a natural uh, uh, mechanism to avoid danger and fear. Right. Uh-huh. We don't yeah. like like, you know, that that like defense mechanism, like back in the day, you know, like when when a tiger would come out, you know, or whatever, like you want to defend yourself. Right. The natural defense mechanism. We, we are careful naturally as human beings. We don't want to get burned or whatever. Yep. In the same way, in the same way, we don't like facing problems. We, we have a natural nope. defense mechanism. And so nope. when you're discouraged just because, you know, you're lonely or, or, or you're tired from doing like a bunch of ministry or going on a trip or you're 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 bored or whatever. That's when you're the most susceptible because you don't mm, feel like mm. getting on your knees and praying and saying, Lord, I'm lonely right now. Or Lord, uh, I feel depressed right now uh, because when I was younger, I was abused or, or because I got bad grades or because like my girlfriend just broke up with me or whatever the problem might is. Your emotions, we hate facing our emotions. And I'll be honest, I'm still working. The Lord is still growing me in me. When I, you know, this, you know what I'm talking about. You yep, know, yep. you should be. And you, the, you know, like when you're at the end of the day, you're like, Lord, you know, man, I just need to spend some time in the word. I just need to, I need to pray right now. And, but you're just like, I don't feel like doing that. It's so much easier to quote zone out on media. And some people, they go straight to the sexual temptation. For me, it always started looking back. I saw the trend and now being overcome the other stuff. Now I see that that was still the problem. I'm still yeah. in an, you know, I still need to overcome. And that's because I'm addicted to not facing my so, problems, so let me, codependency, then, then, then pornography. And I think that's so powerful. So, so what you're saying, saying right here, this is, and this is something that I really haven't heard very much before. So what you're saying is that whether it's pornography or binge watching on YouTube or just scrolling for hours on end on Instagram or, or shopping this, or, or yeah. eating or, or marijuana or drugs. There is no Any difference. It's you literally don't the face same your thing. problems. I mean, yes, some was, well, yes, it's the same thing, but it's not because things like alcohol, marijuana, pornography, they have a, a more stronger grasp and then they can 
and destroy your soul yeah, at yeah, a quicker yeah. rate. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but they the, are the underlying the, the underlying issue. If you take care of that underlying issue, which is facing our problems and and that emotional codependency, if you can take care of that, then you can potentially take care of your pornography addiction and yes. your media consumption and your shopping addiction and all because all of those things are just there. We're just trying yep. to fill a void in ourselves. Yep. And I want to challenge powerful, everyone powerful. to become I want to challenge everyone listening to become more self-aware. Ask Amen. God to reveal yes. to you when, like, because I didn't realize this until after I'd overcome. But what if you in this moment before overcoming or in your still struggles could literally realize, like the Lord could open your eyes before you give in and say, wow, the reason I'm going this direction, if it's shopping or pornography or alcohol or whatever, the reason I'm wanting to give into this is because I just want to zone out. I don't want to deal with my problems right now. Guys, I challenge you, talk to Jesus in the moment. Amen. Spend that time with Jesus. If you do that, and that sounds so cliche, but, but still, ask, and, and by the way, yes, seek help, seek accountability, seek counseling, whatever you need to do. There's nothing more important than gaining sexual purity. The pure in heart shall see God. Amen. But what you really should seek help with and ask your counselor about is how can I learn to face my problems? And many times it's not just about coming to Jesus. Some of you, some of us need to talk to professional people about why we have these emotional downtimes, hmm. you know, our upbringings, things that have happened to us in the past, death of a family member, abuse, whatever we have these, we're, we're more emotionally messed up than other people. And that's okay because that's the deck of cards that you were de dealt by the devil in this life. But now that you're self-aware about it, then, Hey, you're actually on vantage ground because now at least you know where you're at and where you need to go. And Amen. it's actually, it's all uphill from it's there. Hope. Once you yep. recognize there's uphill. So, so yes, seek help for sexual addiction. But if you're listening to this and you have another addiction, that's not the problem. The problem is, hey, talk to a counselor and say, hey, I have a problem with avoiding my, pro my, my problems. I, I literally, I don't like to pray. I don't like to seek counsel. So a lot of people, when they have addictions, they don't like to admit they have a problem. They don't like to seek counsel. It's like the hardest thing. Once you yep. do that, you're already there. You're already there, you know? Powerful stuff. Awesome, man. It's been awesome having you here on the show. Bring so oh. much value. Love it. Um, just before I have one, a practical go. thing, practical thing, okay, please go. And that's what I learned this morning. Um, I was okay. actually reflecting because, uh, just in the last few days, uh, I wasted time, uh, watching some, not bad, but just wasting time. Right. Yep. Uh, on, on, on media. And I asked myself, Lord, like I pray for the Holy spirit. I, I seek you. Um, but when it comes to in the moment, I, I hear the voice saying, Oh, be what it, wouldn't it be nice to just kick back and I was like kick back and, 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 and spend time with the Lord. And my mind is like, yes, Lord, I want it. I want it. I want it. But then I'm like, then I just willfully ignore it. And I just, this is habit. I just willfully ignore. And then I just go into the zoning out for an hour or so or whatever. Right. And the Lord convicted me this morning. And the reason is, is because I, I the Lord helped me be self-aware. And I realized that in the moment I actually don't pray. And it sounds really cliche because but still. if someone actually, and actually someone says, Lord, please help me. Please help me. I want to do this. I want to do this. I, I need it. Lord, I, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do this. Please help me. I, I really need your help right now, please. And then you like force a scripture into mind. You're not going to fall. Hmm. It's when, it's when you decide to stop praying. Like I've actually started that sometimes back in the day. I was like, Lord, please help me. Please help me. And then I was like, you know what? That looks really good. And then I would go for it. Right. Yep. And so what I realized, even with the, simple little things like like for example you know wasting like 20 minutes or 10 minutes on instagram or whatever i realized that the real problem was is that i in the moment i don't 
I don't actually just talk to God. And it's not like, Lord, I, I promise not to do this. It's Lord, I, I really want to do this. Please mm. help me being honest with God. And if, I, I feel like I'm going to start doing this from now on. If, if you just start talking to God about it, talking about the fact that you really want to do it, like, just be honest, like, I really want to do blankety uh-huh. blank or blank, 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 or whatever you want to do. Um, that's, that's really the key right there. Amen. Amen. Awesome. And just in closing, um, what's one verse you'd like to leave us with to leave with the person who's listening now, who's struggling, something they can claim this week. You know, uh, it's actually the one I referenced earlier. It's in Matthew. Um, forgot exactly what five, verse. Eight. Five, eight. Uh, it says the pure in heart shall see God. And Amen. you can look at it in two ways. Uh, a counselor of mine shared this with me. He's like, Joel, there's nothing more important. I don't care if you don't get a degree. I don't care if you never make any money in your life. I don't care if this or that it takes you 30 years to get your degree or whatever. If you can, if you can seek p- uh, physical purity, that's the most important thing. And that can come across as a, like a discouraging verse. But think about it like this. If God wants you to have p- purity of heart so you can get into heaven, he died so that you can get into heaven, so that you can have salvation. He's actually more on your side than you are. So that verse exactly. shows us that it's Powerful. important and that that's a standard, but at the same time, that he's going to back up his standard, that he's literally, that's his number one goal for us, to be pure of heart, pure from sin, pure from not just pornography and, and sexual temptation, but literally pure from all unrighteousness. And that he's, he, that's his number one goal. Like That's his life mission mm. to help us with that, and that's encouraging. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, bro bringing so much so much value a lot of practical tips and just sharing part of your story it's been awesome having you thank you so much for joining us thank you man awesome tuning into the very first episode of the Victory Talk podcast, the beginning of an epic journey. I hope you were blessed and inspired to keep on fighting the fight of faith. Just so you guys know, I actually don't have any social media, just trying to practice what I preach. You know, we all have our own personal struggles, and at the moment, social media happens to be one of mine. And so, you're, you guys sharing the podcast through your word of mouth is literally my bread and butter. You guys are my social media. So I just want to encourage you guys to subscribe to the weekly podcast we'll put it out every tuesday and then more importantly sharing this with literally anyone friends family literally anybody if you were blessed share the blessing with someone else thank you guys again so much for all your love and support along the way it's going to be an amazing journey and remember keep talking victory